Welcome to the Simso Sessions podcast, where today we are talking about the amazing power of the human spirit. Welcome to the Simso Sessions podcast with me, Simone Clark Cooper. As always, I thank you guys so much for the time you have chosen to spend with me today for this podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. In today's session, we're revisiting the Simso Sessions television show where Jodi Ann Gray was our guest. Jodi Ann is one of the most phenomenal women I have ever met. Having lived through an attempt on her life eight years ago while pregnant, in a plot hatched by the very man with whom she was in a relationship. I mean, seriously, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Well, Jodi Ann opened up to us about that ordeal and how it affected her life and how difficult it was to get back on her feet. But now she is standing tall and soaring to new heights. And she will tell us more about that later on in the podcast. But first, we're going to take a look back from when she and I first sat down and spoke. Thank you for doing this interview. Um, I know many have reached out to you to do interviews. You told me um, you kind of didn't really acquiesce because a lot of people want to drudge up what has happened, get into he says and she says. We're not about that tonight. Um, of course, we have to look at what happened within the context of the fact that it happened because right. it was what took you to where you are now. So let's let's start there, Jordan, if we can. Um, yes. You were... Uh, the target of a plan that was reportedly hatched for months, right? Um, yes. Where you were essentially targeted to be killed. You were actually shot while you were carrying your beautiful princess who is, oh my gosh, that's another story for another time. Um, two bullets to the shoulder and one to the face. Eight years later, you are sitting here talking to me and you told me that you have gained more than you lost. First of all, let's talk about the scenario because for many people that's a that's a that's a lifetime movie. That's a weird book. But this is your life, Jodian. How have you been able to reconcile that? You know, let me start by saying it has been a tough eight years. I, I have to be honest. It wasn't easy. And it hasn't been easy and it still isn't easy. But it has become more manageable and I'm so grateful to God for that. Um, you know, if anyone had told me um, eight years ago that this would have happened to me, I would have laughed because I would say, you know, this is this is not even possible. This this would not ever be my life. But the reality is, it was. And um, you know, I I had a very very tough childhood. Um, and you know, the fact that I was able to propel and you know overcome that um, during that time and still become who I was at that time. I couldn't think at any point that it, it would have gotten any worse, but it did, you know? Um, and it, it's just something that happened. And now eight years later, I can say, I, I can probably say that is a part of my journey. That is a part of my story and I'm holding it and owning it wholeheartedly. I love that. You, you mentioned to me that one of the reasons you had to come out on the other side of this is because the plan didn't succeed to kill you physically. And if you had allowed the plan to succeed in killing you mentally, 
then the person who perpetrated this would have won. And you could not allow that. Talk to me a little I, bit about that. I would not. And you know what? It, it really wasn't about who won, who lost. It was about just being mentally strong for somebody who is looking up to me, who is totally dependent on me. And that wasn't just my daughter. That was also my grandmother. Um, since birth, it's always been my grandmother and I. She's always been a driving force in my life. So, you know, whenever I look to see, you know, um, push the success or just propel to go on, I always thought about my grandmother. And then I had an addition, which was my daughter. So um, I, I didn't care about my enemies at this point. Right now, it's just about what can I do to just allow my daughter to have a wholesome life and wholesome you know, over the years I've gotten to understand it's not about money or material things. It's just about you being wholesome mentally and physically and spiritually to be able to groom someone with the best values that you can um, at that time. And that was my focus. And it has always been, and I think it will be for the rest of my life. Yeah, it, it took you a little while to get there, though, because you, you said it for the did. first three years, you literally thought you were going to go insane Julia. yes ma'am yes ma'am because you left Jamaica um, the day you were released from hospital yes with one bag the yes. same bag you had one on your phone and you got shot <laughs> right yes um yes. tell me what getting to the airport getting on that plane landing in in foreign what is on your mind at that point about where you're headed i can tell you this um when I was leaving Jamaica, you know, I was discharged at about 2.30. I remember the nurses came in and they were like, you know, um, you're free to go. You know, we've done everything we, we've, we were able to do. You're fine. The baby's stable. It's time to go. And I remember my family saying, you know, you're not staying here. And I, I totally agreed, you know. And I got shot the Wednesday, um, April 4, the 6th, I was scheduled to come overseas anyway to, you know, do whatever shopping I had to do, you know, preparing for my unborn child. Um, so that ticket was still available. And I said, you know, let us go straight to the counter. We'll change it there. Whatever money it is that we have to pay to change it, I'm leaving. And um, it was painful for me because, one, my grandmother was on her way to the hospital at the time um, to come and visit me. So she had no idea that I was leaving and oh, no. I couldn't tell her because I knew what that would do to her. So I literally left like a thief in the night. So she just thinking about her was one thing. And then I drove to the airport with the police, um, my stepmom, who was, has always been instrumental in my life and my sister. Now for people who truly know me, my sister is literally my life, my youngest sister. Um, She's like my daughter. Everybody in Jamaica thinks she's my daughter. And, you know, she was also there with me when I was leaving. And those two persons at that time, it was so heartbreaking to even think about leaving them. Like even my grandmother, when I thought about her, I was on the plane and I thought about her and I was like, I don't know a life without my grandmother. Like I cannot live without my grandmother unless I have to accept that she's dead. It's just always been both of us. And I, I just didn't know how to live with her. So I, without her, I was on the plane. I was thinking about my sister. 
thinking about my grandmother, thinking about how the hell am I going to make a new life in this place, even though I know I had family. I, I mean, everything I knew, everything I loved was in Jamaica. Yeah. Well, and I had to just walk from all of that. We're going to talk about what you walked into when you, when you walked away from Jamaica and how you managed to get over onto the other side of those, um, the post three year um, trauma. First three years were rough, but you said you were able to, to get past it. You had to depend on family and friends who were there for you in spades, but you had a hard time with that reality because you said that's not who you are as a person. Talk me through that. So um, the first three years were extremely rough. Um, I must say, I, my family and my friends, like, I don't know. I don't know how I would have survived without them. And it's so funny. There's nothing I wanted that they were not ready and willing to give to me. But I'm someone who I just love to do a lot for myself. Whatever I can do for myself, I do for myself. And even though I know it was never really a burden on them, I just felt mentally like it was a burden because one of the characteristics that I love about myself is that I'm very independent. I try to do everything I can on my own. And if I can't do it on my own, I try to ask for help to do it and then take over. Right. So, you know, when I felt like I wasn't in control, especially financially, it, it made me sad. Um, but I was grateful that I had them, but I was still willing to do whatever I could to help myself to maneuver through these early years that yeah. were just really rough. There's somebody else who wanted to be here for you tonight. Um, her name is Anne Jeffrey. Do you know her? You know that girl? That's my sister. Somebody has to talk. I knew this was going to happen. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Because this is this is what love looks like. Um, she's she she told me, um, Jody, that it's like God put a circle of your mm -hmm. friends uh, around you when what happened happened, and they've <clears throat> helped you move forward so much. So she told us, Anne, that you were so instrumental in her healing. That you told you to go and do your psychology degree. Yes. And you are now doing your psychology degree. I'm doing degree. my psychology degree. Yeah. Yeah. Was inspired not only to help Jody, um, but to help others. Um, the journey, it, 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 it has been a tremendous journey. And we're not here crying because we are sad. We're here crying because it's another day. And we're here giving thanks because we know where we're coming from. We saw those days when she was helpless and she felt hopeless. And we took one day at a time and we're here. And I love you. One day at a time. That's all we took. And there were days when and there were days when she was not even sure about the day. And I said, Come on, mama, one step. One step at a time. And when you look at her now. I envision this because I saw the strength that she has and she just needed encouragement and she just needed somebody to be non-judgmental and just be there for her, just to hold her hand and say, no, this is not it. Mm -hmm. This is not the end. Rise up. 
And I, on a daily basis, I would say to her, rise up, rise up. This too shall pass. Just hold on. She did, hold she did on. come in for a lot of judgment. A lot of judgment. But you did talk her through that. I had to yeah. because the judgment was not coming from afar. It was coming from very close. Persons that she thought would have been there for her. And that was not so. So, Jodian, what do you want to say to Anne and the others who were there for you? And let me tell you, when it comes down to Anne, you know, I, I had a hard time with the pregnancy even before the event itself. It was it was very heartbreaking for me. Um, and then Anne was there for me. When the incident happened, Anne was there for me. And when it happened, I told Anne, I said, Anne, there's no way I can make it through this. Like, mm. it's not possible. I cannot do it. And and say, yes, you are going to do it. Mm -hmm. I promise you, you're going to look and you're going to look back and say, boy, you know, this is where you are. And I remember she always used to tell me, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. You understand? And let me tell you, she, she always said, let me tell you, God have a plan mm -hmm. for you. Oh, and just remember, he's going to prosper you. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you hope and he's going to give you a future. And I remember when she always used to tell me no feeling is permanent mm -hmm. no matter if it's good no matter if it's bad it's not permanent so you may be feeling this way now but you're not going to feel like this forever and she said i know for a fact if god don't take me out of this world i'm going to live to see a pull up your head and propel and you know I, i'm so grateful to her i'm so grateful she's she's such an important part of not only my life but my daughter's life, my daughter loves her so much. Yeah. And not only her, to all the people who are there, let me tell you, my aunt, my grandfather, my grandmother, even though she couldn't be here for me, like physically, she was always cheering me on, you know? And um, there are so many people. When I tell you, Eddie's right here. And, yeah. you know, Eddie, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, I remember days I would just, when I met Eddie, um, I was asked to give him a call because someone felt like, you know, us meeting would be a good team. And I say, you know, I'm afraid to call him. You know, I'm afraid to call him. I don't know who is who. I don't know who to trust. And I remember the lady said to me, Eddie is a good person. Call him. Tell him. I tell you to call him. And when I called Eddie, Eddie just said to me, listen, you're going to be a part of my team. I don't know what I'm going to find for you to do yet, but you're going to be a part of my team. We're going to work. Eddie Edwards is who she's speaking of, by the way. Um, from out of the Grace Joke Festival, which is ironic because Grace is our sponsor and that just came together <laughs> and we didn't even try. What would be for you, as you think back, the key takeaways of the last eight years of your life? We spoke about this. You said one of the things is that you just cannot give up. You can't. You can't. And, you know, determination is key. Like I was, even though there are days when it was very hard, I knew that I had to fight. And, you know, even if it's not for yourself, you have to find a driving force. And my driving force, forces, I should say, was my grandmother and my daughter. I had to fight. I had to fight. And, you know, I knew that it would one day be easier or, you know, manageable. And, and that's where I am right now. Which is, was my next question for your for your, the people who are rooting for you, people who want to know, how are you now? Are you, where are you now in that journey? How do you feel? 
Um, do you have a lot more work to do? Tell, tell us. Well, I tell you this, I, I am much better than I was eight years ago. That I can tell you. I remember in the first couple of years, you know, I would literally infiltrate every negative thing that people had to say. And I, I felt a need to always want to tell my side of the story, defend myself. You know, this is not true. And why, you know, why would you be so evil, that sort of thing? And now I, I, I don't care. I've, I can't believe I've gotten to the point where I don't care. Um, I'm focused on the people who are there for me, who are supporting me, who if I need something, I know I can easily go to them because they are my support group. Um, anything out of that, I can't, or anything outside of that group, I don't control. Um, and I've just been able to, you know, just be firm and just focus on exactly where it is that I want to be and what it is that I need to do. And it's a situation of, you know, sink or swim. Mm -hmm. And I was going to swim. Mm -hmm. So you've gained more than you lost. I've gained much more than I lost. I mean, I remember the years when, I wasn't, I was unemployed for three years and I felt like I was going to die because I don't know what it is like from, I've been able to work, not to work. And, um, it was hard for me, but you know, one of the things that I realized is that I was focusing so much on material things and focusing on, you know, what it is that I think I should have, that I wasn't able to able to even see what I had, like being able to raise my daughter for three years. Um, you know, not having to work for those three years and just be there for her in three of the most important years of her life was a blessing. And it was after that I was able to see that. All right. So that was Jordi a couple of months ago. Now we are catching up with her in real time. Jordi and Gray, it is so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me, Simone. Appreciate it. How have you been? How have you been? How have you been? Um, you know, it's been going, I can't believe these are going to be words coming out of my mouth, but the, it's been going excellent. Hmm. Me like that. Yeah, it's um, been going excellent. I want to explore that because I see great things are happening for you, but I want to go back to the period when we last spoke. Um, yes. tell me how you felt post show. How did you feel after the show? Um, you know, after the show, I was, I was happy. I was happy that, um, you know, I was able to actually use this platform. Um, you know, as I, I kept saying, I declined interviews for years, but I was able to use this platform to be able to speak in a safe space and to basically allow people to know that, you know, no matter what you've been through, it's okay for you to just keep pressing on, you know? Um, so I, I felt good. The, the responses were good. The encouragement was there. And I, I was extremely grateful. You know what, Jory? You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I feel like something changed in you that night. I feel like some kind of switch flipped. Because when I looked at your presence um, in social after, and we did keep in touch, we have been in touch since the show, I feel like something happened that... Um, that changed the spirit that, I don't know, am I right? It's a qualitative thing, but you can tell me um, if I'm onto something. You know, I tell you this. I, you caught me at a time when I was, I was on that journey to just really, um, you know, understand that this is what I call reaping season and, um, you know, harvest season. And um, I think the show really gave me that boost and confidence I needed to understand that more people are with you than against you. So I think um, that too was, was helpful in my direction and where I was going. 
So I can honestly say that the show did help um, in that regard. So you came home shortly after? You came to Jamaica like weeks after the show. Yes, I did. Was that the first? That was the first time in how long? Well, I was in Jamaica in December. It was okay. a very low key trip. That was my first time back in December after eight years. But um, you know, it was very low key. This one, no, I, I, I mean, I didn't hide it. I posted mm -hmm. while I was there. I wasn't afraid as I was in December. And um, you know, the response and the reception I got was extremely overwhelming. And your spirit must have taken a real boost. You look like you were having such a good time. Um, I you, was. Your princess was, was here really with you. I was really happy to be home. Yeah. I was really happy to be home. Yeah, yeah, I, I could tell. Um, did you, you spoke about grandma in the show. Did you see her when you came? I wasn't able to see her um, due to the fact that, um, you know, with COVID and her, you know, in November, um, you know, she turned 90. So it's, it, it was really, I didn't want to, you know, with the whole COVID coming from the States, I didn't want to bring anything to her. So I brought some stuff for her. But yeah, that was that was about it. Okay. And how is your princess doing? Oh, she's amazing. She's, mm. she's you know, just growing in God's grace. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful. She's, she's doing great. She's so smart. Like when I listen to <laughs> some of the things that come out of her mouth, I have to wonder how old she is. <laughs> No, she's something else. Why? You know, it's so funny you brought her up because um, I just completed my website and, you know, the person who built the website, you know, sent us the, the information, the credentials so that we could log in and see, you know, where the website was before we actually launched it. And she gave me a hug. She said, Mommy, I see how hard you work mm. and I'm so proud of you. Mm. You know, and that, that made me, you know, it, it made me melt, I tell you. Mm. you that know, is, she, she's a good kid. That is your, yeah, that's your everything. She is your why, right? Yes. At this point, yes, she's, she your, she's your why. She um, she's so, really caused me to push beyond measures that I even didn't think I could go. You know, she, she yeah, she's not an ordinary child. Well, you're not an ordinary lady. So there's no surprise there. Um, so website, um, I see merchandising, I see hosting, I see like you are booked and busy, madam. What you said things are going excellently. Tell me about this new. This really look like I have is which you you're you're reaping. What's happening? You know, it, it's funny, Simone. I mean, the amount of things you know with COVID um, and everything just happening. It's it's been a blessing. I've been getting one thing after the other. You know, the first thing started for me when I was chosen as the Caribbean voice to represent the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris um, campaign. So, you know, I had my voice on radio stations. I had my voice on TV, just, you know, behind those commercials. And I was grateful for that. Then after that, I just got hosting gigs, one after the other. And, um, you know, then it, it, one of the things that I've always wanted to do was to do my website because... Um, other than the fact that, you know, I'm really pushing hard to, you know, get back into mainstream media, I am also really pushing to do motivational speaking because, you know, for somebody who has been through it, I, I, at that time, I remember how important it was for somebody to just speak some sort of positivity over me or into me. And I felt like, you know, it was important for me to use this situation to help somebody else to know that, you know, you can go on. It may seem daunting now, but you can go on. So the website is there to not only just um, push my, my talents as a communication specialist, but also to do motivational speaking. Um, my book will be launched right there. 
Now, wala naman. Look here, lady. Wala naman. Breaks. Like, give us some time to absorb. So, your what? Your book? Yes, my book will be coming out. And I'm launching it right there on the Jodi Ann Gray's website. Um, Tell us about the book. I'm sorry? Tell me about the book. Um, You know, the, the book is just there to... I, I know a lot of people would think that, oh, it's about, you know, speaking their side, my side, that sort of a thing. It's just about, um, you know, letting people know all the things I've overcome. Because there are a lot of persons who would just see that story and be like, oh, you know, that is what she's going to tell us about. But there's so much more to me, so much obstacles that I've overcome that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that book will give them the opportunity Yeah, you did mention on the show, or you alluded to the fact that you had a very tough upbringing. You had a tough um, childhood. Um, so I guess when you when you take everything into consideration, boy, you you have come a long, long way, Jodi and Gray. A really long, really long way, Simone. And you know that's why I just I I just felt like it was important for me not to live an ordinary life. You know, um, God don't bring you through these things to just be an ordinary person. So I'm just on that path to be, you know, as extraordinary as he wants me to be and just live a life of purpose, not just to be able to help myself, but to be able to motivate and help others. It's like all the things that Anne told you are coming to pass, right? Yes. She did, she did tell yes. you, you can't go through this for nothing. She did tell me and she did. One of the things that she told me that I'm able to understand now is that it's not on my time, it's on God's time. And I remember her saying to me one day, she came to Florida and she said to me, you see, when God already feels, I hope you're ready because you're not going to have time to sleep. And that's what's happening to me right now. Gosh, manifestation, yes, manifestation. Yeah. So 2020 wraps well um, from our lips to God's ears for Jodi Ann Gray. What are you looking most forward to for 2021? And what is your outlook for next year? Um, you know, for 2021, I just want to continue on my journey, Simone. Um, I just want to continue to use my life as an example to others that may be going through challenging times. And, um, you know, I just want to be able to continue to, you know, because anybody who knows me and truly knows me knows that I love media and communication. And I want to be, in 2021, be able to, you know, be one of the most sought-after voices in Florida um, throughout the Caribbean and, and possibly throughout the world, you know. And I just want to continue on my love. And, um, you know, that book I know is going to be a vehicle for me. And I just want to be able to talk to people, not just on a one-off basis, but to be able to go around and just, just basically speak positivity into people. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of folks are reaching out to you after the show um, yes. with issues of their own that they wanted you yes, to help ma'am. them through. Up to this morning. <laughs> Up to this morning. Wow. Yes. So, so what is your word? You just had a word for the folks who are, who are um, going through, and they can read your book and get some pointers. Hopefully next year they'll hear, they'll hear you speak in person yes. when you start to do that. We're speaking that into being. Um, yes, but as, as we wrap up the check-in, Jodian, yeah, for the folks who watched the show, um, people who follow you and just you know want to know, in a nutshell, you know, how Jodian is and what they can take away from this talk today. What is your word to them? What is your message to them? Um, you know, 
know what? I want to really tell people from the bottom of, the, of my heart that you may be going through a situation right now, and it may seem overwhelming. It may seem that there is no road ahead. But what I want people to understand is that things do change, and nothing in life is permanent. If we're happy, we're not always happy. If we're sad, we're not always sad. So you just have to really take life as it comes, appreciate the moment, because what it does, it helps to build character, make you a stronger person, and be able to move through as you, you um, develop on your life's journey. Hmm. We got it. Copy that, madam. Um, all the best with everything you're doing. I, I, I don't Thank know why so I see that book. I've joked with you about a movie, you know, and now we laugh about it. But, you know, you never, ever know. And the way that I see your star rising, um, I just know there are big, big, big things ahead for you, Jordian. And I want to thank you for sharing your story here and for checking in with us to update us on what's been going on. Um, as usual, we wish you every single blessing that God has to give. And we thank tell you, you take so care much. and walk good until we talk again. And I, I actually want to jump in and just say thank you, Simone, because, you know, a lot of persons don't understand that you are one of the few journalists who would, you know, message me on social media even before the show to find out if I'm okay, to find out if my baby's okay, and to let me know that you are praying for me. And it never went unnoticed. So thank you so much for that, and I wish you all the best as well. Mm. Thank you for that, Jory. You are welcome. You're welcome. And I'll be checking in. You know, you're not going to get rid of me so easy. As you <laughs> as you have seen. As you have seen. I appreciate you. Thank well, you so much, Simone. God bless and, um, you, lady. You know, good luck to you and your entire team and continue on the journey. You are doing something to change lives. Oh, bless you. Thank you, Jody Ann Gray. All right. Checking in with Jody Ann. And now it's time to close things out with our affirmation. So raise your hand if you have ever been so close to the bottom that you didn't think you could ever, in this lifetime, get back to the top. Raise your hand if you've ever uttered the words, I can't do this, I'll never get through this, this is just too much. Raise your hand if something has rocked your world so badly that you were certain that this would be the thing that did you in. Well, where are you now? You're still here, right? And even if, as you are hearing this, you are still at the very bottom, the good news is that there is nowhere to go now but up. Some days that may just mean being able to get through a day at a time until the fog starts to slowly lift and you can see beyond that. You have to fight through some bad days to earn the best days of your life. Although it may feel like more than we can bear sometimes if we remain steadfast in faith with the white circle of support it can and often does get better it may take weeks months in some cases years and my goodness it is tiring but as jody said the key takeaway is knowing that you just cannot give up you are allowed to scream you are allowed to cry just don't give up the only way you're going to know that you can do this is when you do. So let's cancel I can't and I'll never because none of us have a crystal ball. What we do have is time and hopefully the will to keep going and the strength to prove to ourselves that we have the tools to turn trial and tragedy into triumph. We are affirming today, I am equipped with the strength I need from the source I need to not only get through the darkest moments, but to survive 
and thrive. Thank you for joining us for this episode of your next uh, Simso Sessions podcast. Remember to catch this episode as it aired on television by visiting YouTube. Simone Clark Cooper is the channel or the page. And please watch, share, comment and subscribe to join our movement. I certainly hope you found some soul food here today. Until next time, every blessing. And remember to count your blessings. Oh, 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 oh,